0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of Do It With Rio. Today, I've got Mathura joining us uh, from Simply Empowering. I actually met Mathura quite a few years ago, I think via the Monster Awards, right? When yep. you were CEO of Ascendance. Uh, hey, I'd love you to jump in and just give everyone a quick introduction. All
1: right. Um, hi, guys. Uh, Madura here. Very, very nice to meet all of you. Um, I think, yes, I used to be the CEO of Ascendance. Uh, I've officially stepped down and I'm currently the advisor of Ascendance. Uh, But I'm still one of the co-founders, of course. And I also Mm -hmm. am the junior director at Simply Empowering, where we provide outsourced accounting and uh, business advisory services. And I'm uh, very passionate about uh, personal finance and making sure the younger generation is educated on it.
0: I think it's not just the younger generation, right? I think also the the older generation, myself included, are, are, are not exactly financially literate. Um, but of course, I'm more financially literate when I when 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 I was younger. But um, yes, yeah, so we when when we first met, you were at Ascendance. Now you're at Simply Empowering. But I also saw you you've recently published a, a book, Money Matters, uh, to help empower younger people to become more financially literate. Uh, but actually what what made you want to publish a book uh now
1: i think um <laughs> it's a very good question why now right um so because uh, recently i stepped down at, uh, at the end of 2020 i actually stepped down so i had a lot of time to think uh for the past six years i've just been working very hard yeah. so i had a lot of time to think and reflect on what has happened in my life and i, I kind of wanted to share this with people, I feel like a lot of youngsters would benefit from knowing how I built my career, how I started earning. I feel like it was a bit unconventional compared to the way it's done right now by many youngsters out there. So if I could share this, at least the youngsters out there will know there's other options to develop a career, there's other options to manage your finances, and they can start working on it while they are now in school or college or wherever they may be. Yeah.
0: Because actually, as Ascendance, you started Ascendance when you were 19, right?
1: Yes, and most,
0: most of most of your your CMO, the current CEO, was was also very young. Uh, yes. What, he was just what, what, what was it? What was it like starting a company at such a young age? And actually, would would you recommend that to young people?
1: I, I personally found it to be one of the best ex- experiences I've had in my life. Because, like, a lot of people can't. I mean, like, writing a book, right? It's not possible if you don't actually have experiences to write about. And I yeah. feel like the only reason I have it is because I, I went through the experience of building an organization like Ascendance. And uh, yes, it may be a struggle. A lot of people do, are very wary about doing it when you're a teenager or when you're a student. Uh, but I feel like that is the best time to do it. Because if you make a mistake when you're a student, you can still build a life after that and yeah. nothing's going to go that terribly wrong. So it's the yeah. best time to work on your entrepreneurship <laughs> in a
0: way. But more, more, more time on your hands. Um, yes. actually, what what made you feel or, or made you passionate about raising awareness in youngsters of the importance of um, financial planning and gen- just general financial literacy?
1: I've I've always enjoyed money, like uh, <laughs> how to manage money and all that. Since Me I was too. a kid, I've always found it uh, very I've, intriguing. I've,
0: I've, and I've enjoyed money, but I've never enjoyed managing it. Just, just <laughs> the money.
1: Yes. That, that's, why that's,
0: why so- that's why I've never <laughs> got any.
1: <laughs> I, I used to be exactly the same in fact even when i started ascendants, even though i was uh, I, I was an accountant right? i studied accounting i was working as an accountant uh even then i still made a lot of mistakes in finance uh and when i look back they're really like stupid mistakes like i could have yeah. done so much better at that age and <laughs> right now i'm 25 like i could have built up so much of savings i would have gone much more into investments but i made a lot of mistakes at the beginning so when i look back i'm like wow okay all i had to do was listen and probably i would have listened if it was a peer talking to me in a way uh like if yeah. it was because it was my parents or the mentors that i have uh, it's not <laughs> that appealing in a way. so yeah. uh, i yeah. feel like it, it is very important to talk about this and i don't want other people to make the same mistakes as me yeah
0: and, and you with your current company you run various workshops and and do coaching yep. for, for for young people like i guess the gen y gen z um yep. What, what are, what are the, the key methods you use to help people stop falling into financial crisis? Um, like, like a lot of young people do, especially uh, graduates when, when they first graduate. Um, how, how, how can you help stop them um, falling into financial ruin, for want of a better word?
1: Many, many times the ones I meet, uh, I have two groups of people that I work with. One is the ones who are already in a financial mess, despite being very young and some Mm -hmm. are like even students they're just starting off so they can't set it right and both groups what i try to do is i think there's plenty of uh things out there where you can learn from on how you must do your budget and how you must uh allocate your wealth Uh, there's plenty of content going out there that people can learn from but what most people need is the guidance on discovering their habit patterns because like it's simple stuff right like for me how I spend my money is revolving around how I'm feeling on that day. If I'm feeling stressed, yeah. I would love to go for expensive food for some weird reason. So <laughs> it, because of that, it affects my finances. So I help a lot of people to just observe what is happening with them and figure out what are the habit patterns that is kind of causing them to keep going into that problem in a way. So mm. be, when when we look at ourselves, we are quite biased. Like even if, for myself. know, I look at myself, I'm like, I'm perfect at money. I have no money problems. <laughs> but till today, I still do. And I need my mentors to look at me and tell me what I'm doing wrong. So I mm. kind of play that role with these youngsters to observe the patterns. And then when we figure out, we will kind of put in measures to not let that pattern get into a huge problem. We manage the pattern and, and ensure they can progress towards what they truly want in a way. So, mm. yeah. do,
0: you, do you think the pandemic has made it? worse or better i mean i I know on on my side when i have a bad day at work on on my lunch break or after lunch i just go to the mall spend some money but with the pandemic i realize i'm spending so much less because i'm simply not not in malls so much but is is that just me or do you think it's everybody
1: i i think the pandemic has been (laughs) as i don't mean to sound harsh like uh it has been a blessing because it has one thought a lot of people why finances matter i think it has yeah. woken up even me woken up woke up me in a way i i don't think i was awake before so it, it has made me more aware that's one and i think that's the same with a lot of people that i work with two yes a lot of us saved plenty of money in these past two years because we realized we don't need to drive everywhere and we can just have meetings <laughs> on zoom and we're gonna save a lot of money doing that uh we did save money but i i always tell my clients especially now that Right now is the actually the most interesting period of time as we transition back into doing physical meetings and all of that. I see a lot of people going out for movies and all that. That's when the, the the lifestyle creep starts coming back in. So I see a lot of my clients going back into the same habits of overspending. So we kind of discuss that and we also preempt that now itself by observing that pattern. Mm.
0: No, it's, it's yeah. very interesting. I, I give I give a lot of workshops and advice on. Uh, job hunting, yep. and I, I I often give people a list of things that they need to do for their LinkedIn profile, for their CV, um, and they thank me for the advice. And then six months later, they they get back in touch and say, "John, I haven't I haven't really progressed. I haven't found a job." And I look at their LinkedIn profile and their CV, and they've done nothing that yes. I've actually told them to do. So yes. I always try and make it as simple as possible with as few steps as possible. Uh, but for yourself, when you're talking to graduates, youngsters, if there's if there's only one piece of advice, either, either based on your own experience or, 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 or based on uh, uh you know what you think is the best thing to do, if there's only one piece of advice you can give them, what 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 do you tell them?
1: Um I think what, one of the things that I notice with my generation is that we are very excited to invest we i think compared to any other generation out mm. there we are the ones with the tools to immediately invest and yeah. uh, we yeah. are privileged that way so i noticed that many people out there right now the especially the fresh graduates who are going into a job they are super excited to invest but if i ask them if they have any savings in place they have nothing and mm-hmm. it kind of shocks me because like yes your investments are great but investment is still a risk uh, you still need some amount of savings so one of the advice i would definitely give is as much as we strive towards these investments, and yes, it's important to beat inflation and all of that, have some savings. Uh, and the pandemic taught us all that three months is no longer enough. It's probably yep. encouraged to have a, a year savings uh, in place, so that no matter things will go wrong in life, nobody's life is going to be perfect. So when it does go wrong, you're at least taken care of because you have these funds in place.
0: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's amazing actually. I mean, going back to. To myself giving advice to people on job hunting and things like this. Sometimes people tell me they, 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 they want to find a new career. They're, you yeah. know, maybe they, they made a mistake where, with their education in terms of um, what area they decided to study and then it just went into the, uh, that, that area of work and, and they've been unhappy for five years. So they yeah. want to completely change their career. Uh, and they tell me that they're gonna quit their jobs and concentrate fully on trying to find another job. And the first thing I ask them is how how many months of living costs you have saved up? Yep. And quite often they say what? <laughs> uh and, and, and I I make them look at their bank balance and, and, and tell me and quite often they've got they got one month, two month living costs yep. in, in their bank account and they're seriously thinking about quitting their job and hoping they find a job before they uh, before before the money runs out. Which uh, yep. I'm I'm, I'm i'm not particularly risk averse i like taking risks but at the same time some things are just stupid uh right yes Um, yes and and it's it's, sometimes it's amazing what 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 people are prepared to do when 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 they're when they're desperate when when they really want change but they don't exactly know how to do it and, and and they just decide to throw everything in and like you said with 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 the investments they just decide to throw everything in in order to try and create change but actually more often than not it creates disruption and regret and 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 things like this but i mean i i, I i'm i guess in many ways i give advice based on the stupid things that i've done myself in the past <laughs> i've learned the hard way uh, many things i've made many stupid decisions myself with with my career but um i mean for, for you are, are there things that you tell Tell um uh, uh, people you're working with the absolute no-nos, like the absolute things, do not do this. What are, what are the biggest mistakes that let's say, let's say fresh graduates, what are the biggest mistakes that fresh grads can make uh financially?
1: I think the the mistake you and I made, right, um, is is not being aware on what you're committing to. So, like the first thing I did, the moment I was done with my full-time studies and I, I decided I needed a car to do my work if I without a car I'm not gonna survive and I was fortunate because my father allowed me to uh, he said he would put in the deposit and get me a car and I can just I just have to pay the installment payments and I was like wow this is a great deal I'm gonna take it out and I just went for the loan um and that's what I see way too many people do everyone gets their first car and they don't care how expensive it is they don't understand the fact that you yeah. are stuck with this for the next five years and they just commit to it being very very optimistic about the future so uh, i that's what i see so like one of the things i try if they are fresh graduates and they have not committed to anything is just to think 10 times before you commit to anything uh but even then there are plenty of people who still make those mistakes uh and i feel like sometimes people just have to go through this like i only woke up and started paying attention to my finances when i had to pay my loan and i barely had money to eat and then I said, like, okay, I've done something horribly wrong.
0: <laughs>
1: so I feel like they have to go through it. When they do, then I help them to address it and come out of it in a way. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: It's, it's, all, it's almost not so much focused on finance and money as it is about status and yes. uh, the status symbols that, that we feel that we need and, and the, life, the lifestyle that we feel that we need to live uh, yeah. and that we want to reflect them. We, we we try to get our finances to keep up with that, but actually, it's a it's an uphill struggle. Um, but debt that debt, debt is quite a dangerous thing. Um, I've I've been lucky enough not to not to fall into serious debt myself. The usual student loan and uh, yeah. a few a few overdrafts when I first graduated, but nothing nothing serious. But I, I have seen it just dis- really disrupt the lives of of, of friends. Um, yeah. If, if you're dealing with someone who is in that situation where they have got themselves into that vicious cycle of, of debt um, yep. and borrowing money to to, 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 to pay loans and, and getting themselves into more debt how, how do you help someone like this let's 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 say purely on the financial side because there's also a, a psychological and mental health issue issue to it many times but on the, on the financial side what's what's the the best thing that you think they can start to do
1: I think um, I personally had few people that i work with who do have a lot of debts uh some have those you know small debts owing to this family member that friend and a lot of other things going on and then there are those who have like a personal loan a car loan and a house loan and all of it coming together Mm. Um, most of the time we just i i what i do with these people is just address the small small one first uh, because it builds up confidence so many times the ones i meet the ones who are ridden with debt they are the, also the ones who would have absolutely no savings. They would have zero savings. And it is, they, they, it's kind of like demotivating when you look at your own finances and you're like, wow, I have no savings, but I have so much, I owe people so much. So what I usually try to do is get them to enjoy this process of managing their finances. So what helps is, one, when they start saving up money and they start seeing it increase, it really boosts their confidence like wow i'm actually achieving something right now like i'm actually making progress too and the second step is of course paying off the smallest one so that they feel that achievement sense again like oh okay i've settled this one small 200 ringgit <laughs> uh, owing thing i had I'm- next thing i'm gonna address is the 5000 one and they have more confidence to go for it so more what i help people to do is making sure that they're in the right frame of mind they're focused on the solution not on the problem that is staring right at their face. And mm. two is to stay focused on the plan that they say they are committed to. Because most of the time that's what happens that we'll say we are committed to this plan and we'll give up one week down the road. So I just help them ensure that they stay committed to it and get it mm. done. And when they achieve it, they feel much better. So they are able to continue on making progress in their finances. That's what helps yeah. most of my clients. Yeah.
0: It's yeah it's it's exactly the same with job hunting or with or with with fitness. Uh, if you if if you look if you look at the the big goal it's it's often it's so big it's so far away it's it seems so far out of your ability to get there but if you just start breaking it down into smaller goals and only focus on the small goals it's just like going up one step at a time you can you can see where you need to get it's achievable you can reward yourself when you hit it Uh, but if you if you're just always looking at the top looking at the distance it's it's so demotivating it seems like it's going to take forever uh i i I always tell job seekers just pick out today pick out your cv summary just write a cv summary tomorrow send it to five people and ask them for feedback the next day uh action that 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 feedback uh just just these little tiny goals on little tiny parts of of, of what you're doing and and it it makes it makes a huge difference but we, we uh we, we mentioned your, your your book earlier. How long how long did it take you to write a book? I've, I've always <laughs> dreamed of writing a book, but as uh, ignoring my own advice, I've always looked at the, the big picture of writing a book. I've never broken <laughs> it down to the, yeah. the, the, the smaller goals. Uh, how, how long did it actually take you?
1: Uh, it took me about this whole year. I think I, I started writing in January this year, and I published it on the 9th, uh, launched it on the 9th, so it took me about a year, I guess. Uh, but I think half of that timing was just me procrastinating, and I actually only got the work done towards the last few <laughs> months in a way. So it was, uh, like you said, it was a very daunting task. But uh, yeah. when I just focused on sharing, I think it came much easier for me
0: to write. Yeah. And is, is, is it focused on or targeted at people who do want to achieve financial independence and, and build savings and build investments? Or is it focused on helping people who are or, struggling or a I bit think of both? It's,
1: it's a bit of what uh, my focus more... By the way, this is the book I've wrote. Ah, written, nice. So I, I try to made it, make it into a guide for the youngsters, uh, especially Gen Zs, because they are the ones who are leaving uh, colleges and universities right now. Um, so the focus is a lot more on career building uh, because that is a thing that most youngsters struggle with. It, it is a very scary aspect of their life. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you encounter all of those scared people on a day-to-day basis and uh and then i also talk about uh being independent as a as a youngster right because I, i personally am someone who comes from this background where i was very comfortable with everything being taken care for me i was privileged i was taken care of and everything's good but only when i started taking charge of my life becoming more independent doing the things that i wanted to do did i actually start learning lessons in life so yeah i feel like a lot of them if they place that emphasis on becoming independent at an early age they will learn a lot in life and they will progress much faster and i do talk a little bit about the beginning stages of financial management just getting the basics right because i don't talk so much on investing and all of that because i think that's the next step if you can't get your foundation right you're not going to struggle when you go into Mm. investing so, getting the basics right, and I think hopefully in the future I can guide them more on the investing and all of that
0: as well. And actually, I, I completely forgot. I wanted to talk about this at the beginning of the session, but uh, I think we moved on to other subjects. Yeah. You, in uh, just before the pandemic, you won the the Diana Award, right?
1: Yes. I think uh, in 2019.
0: Obviously, my 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 home country. Uh, uh, yes. tell, me, tell me a bit more about how you how that came about.
1: I, I think. Diana Award was a shock for us because we were definitely not expecting it. Um, (laughs) One of our corporate partners in Ascendance, so uh, they actually nominated us for the work we do. So the four co-founders of Ascendance were the ones who won the Diana Award. And back then in Malaysia, nobody has heard of the Diana Award. Nobody has (laughs) won it. Nothing has happened yet so far. So we were the first Malaysians to win it. Uh, For me, it was a a huge honor. That's one because there's people who recognize the work we do. And that was a Something great, uh, but more than that is it has helped us expand our network to to a group of amazing youngsters across the world. So the yeah. Dina Award basically uh, recognizes social and humanitarian works done by youngsters from age of nine to twenty five. So basically, everyone who is there is like younger than me, and they are all uh, have done amazing things impacting their communities and all of that. So Ascendance actually managed to go internationally and reach out to so many people. Uh, because of these amazing Diana Award winners as well, uh, there are so many of them. There's some of them who are 10 years old, uh, who are like campaigning for parks. There's people who are solving water sanitation issues. All of them are part of that, and it's just an honor to be a part of that lineup in a way.
0: Yeah, so I saw it on your profile. Of yeah, uh, I'm fairly familiar with the Diana Awards. Uh, so yeah, that's that's fantastic. But I think I think we've covered everything that we wanted to speak about. Uh, yep. Thank you so much again for coming on and talking about some of the the, the things that you're doing at the moment. Uh, congratulations on 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 the Diana Wardy, even though I think it was a year and a half, two years ago now. Yes. And uh, congratulations on publishing your first book. Uh, I'm you. very envious. I'm very envious. I need I need to get on that myself. Um, but yeah, thank you again for coming on uh, onto the show. Every everyone at home, thanks for listening. Um, if you do want to reach out, if you have some um, questions that you want to ask either of us or, or whether it's on the job hunting side or the financial side i'll include all the links to contact either of us below uh, so thank you for tuning in thank you again for for joining us today um, and we will catch up again soon bye everyone okay.